0: 630 chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at 6 on 630 chad
1: inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta injury lawyers the heavy hitters of injury law
0: So, Oilers prospect Carter Savoy scores in overtime. Denver beats Michigan 3 2 in the semifinals at the Frozen Four. In the NHL tonight, Predators lead the Senators 1 0 in the second period. Late in the second period, Montreal up 4 2 on the Devils. After two, Rangers with a 2 0 lead on the Penguins. Panarin has his 20th of the season. Also, after two, Flyers up 3 1 in Columbus. Early second period, Sabres with a 2 0 lead on the hurricanes even though the canes have a 13-6 advantage in shots on goal right here on 630 chad 830 puck drop oilers at kings will transition into the face-off show coming up at seven o'clock and of course golf you got sunjay m in the lead 567 after the first round of the masters cameron smith alone in second 400 par Corey connors three off the lead and tiger woods and a group of players four off the lead after shooting 71 and for more on the masters i am pleased to welcome back to inside sports one of canada's all-time great golfers it is richard zocal on the line richard how are you
1: doing i'm good reed how are you uh, good to be talking with you it must mean it's masters time
0: it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. We usually, I, I don't know if we have you on around all four majors, but we usually do at least a couple. And uh, a lot of anticip- anticipation about the Masters this year, not just because it's the Masters, but because Tiger is back. And he did pretty well. I, I mean, he's kind of right there, one under. Not a
1: Didn't look like a bad round for Tiger overall. It, it, he started off uh, extremely well. Um, you know, the first thing, well, everyone gets a little too excited about Tiger and, and, and um, they, their expectations are very high. And, and there's still a lot of people that were uncertain how he's really going to play. I mean, who would have thought six months ago he would have been playing in, in the Masters and, and, and Phil Mickelson not? And, you know, that that is another story. But uh, the fact that he came in the way he did, there wasn't high expectations for a lot of the people that, that um, you know, thought about this and how he's going to manage on that bad leg. Uh, but I guess what really happens each and every time is you, when you bet against him, you typically lose. So he did start off with a fantastic start, first five, six holes. And, uh, and, and and one under par in the first round is perfect for him, particularly as the golf course is playing so difficult.
0: Yeah. Well, and let's talk about that golf course because it's, it's a famous course. The, the tournament is there every year. It doesn't rotate like the other majors. So people like me who have, even, who have never been there still get to know the course over the years. But you have been there. You've walked it and you played it. How challenging a walk is it? Like, what can you say about the hills and the elevation changes?
1: Well, I think everyone who's, who's uh, who, who knows a little bit about the Masters, they get enough reinforcement that the, what everyone says, the first thing you do when you walk onto the property is you look down the ground and you go, is this grass real? It, it's so perfect, it looks like it's artificial. But once you get past that, then when you look around the golf course from coming out of the clubhouse you see this massive elevation change you know from the tenth hole is to your left it goes downhill very steep the 18th hole right beside it goes looking backward but you know from the green back goes um downhill so it's upward as you play the hole the first hole goes down in a big gully so you're you're quite shocked with the massive elevation change on the golf course and that in itself was the issue to that, that uh, was going to be the main issue that Tiger is going to have to deal with and how is he going to get through this, this difficult walk on, you know, four rounds in a row. The
0: A lot is obviously made of the greens. We, we saw Neiman with that eagle today. Uh, I mean, I guess he had backspin on the ball, but I, I think the slope on that ninth slope, green. Yeah. Uh, That's right. So, so are, are they subtle when you're actually putting or are, are they subtle breaks or do, or are they, you know, you see how sloped it really is. I'm just curious about the view when you're actually
1: putting it's really scary actually (laughs) I remember you're standing on the green and it's like you're on linoleum they're so quick your your senses just get freaked out because you're not you've never walked on 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 ground on the grass that's so firm and you know it's fast and you hit it soft and it goes racing by the hole so it's quite shocking and then when you you have a lot of putts that are have massive, sh- you know, um, shifts in elevation, just like the the, sh- the shot you talked about, Neiman, um, you know, he had a little backspin on it, but it's the slope that brought it down. I remember on that same hole, the ninth hole, which is one of the most severe ones, Danny Halderson had a four, and the pin was on the front, and he had it about five feet above the hole for par and he knew that he, if he didn't miss it that ball would not only just miss the hole but roll off the green and then down the fairway and that's exactly what happened and so and then there's a lot of putts like on 13 in particular that if you've never played the hole before and you're trying to read the green It does the opposite, and you're just dumbfounded for the longest time. And that is one of the reasons why, if you haven't played the golf course um, before, it's very difficult to have a lot of success when you haven't had a lot of experience on the golf course.
0: Yeah, well, I I know that look from watching the Masters over the years. A guy hits a (laughs) putt, and then he looks at his caddy, and they kind of can't believe it.
1: They're (laughs) They're in shock. I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Particularly in the thirteenth hole, you are just like you can hit that putt, and just you, you just it's like your eyes are lying to you, and and there's not there's not many courses that do uh, I've ever experienced that uh, do that. You what you see is what you get, but not necessarily around Augusta National.
0: Now, for the most part, though, if, forgive me if I if I'm wrong here, are are the fairways not relatively wide though for a a, a pro
1: course? They are they are they they are they're they're very generous they're and and they, they you know decades ago when I played there was no rough, so it was just kind of uh, you know they brought in a second cut um probably about fifteen, 20 years ago, but uh, they are they are quite generous,
0: yeah, I, you corrected yourself because they don't like when you call it the rough there, right it's the I know. Cut. yeah, you're right you're right they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, what else it's not fans, it's patrons <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does get a
1: little old, but uh, it's a little yeah, too. too much, but another thing about the golf course and I was a little puzzled by it too is is they got an enormous amount of rain last night and an enormous amount of rain the night before so with that amount of moisture that came down you figured the course was going to be softer and that usually means the course is going to be more gettable and uh, but it it wasn't i mean you know when you have um you know the the third place is or even seventh place where cory connor's is is two under par in tenth places is, is one under par that's a difficult golf course so it's going to make for interesting there's a lot of high scores that are that are a bit shocking but um it's going to make for a fascinating uh next three rounds
0: like a couple of quick ones richard zockel joining us tonight on Insights Force, talking about the masters you mentioned Connors uh, I mean mm-hmm. he's had a great uh, last couple of years or so um, and again you mentioned his score he's right there in the mix uh, what does he have to do to get over the hump here at one of these majors
1: uh, he just need he just needs to keep going the course. Corey could have won the World Golf Championship uh, um, in in match play, the Dell tournament, a couple of weeks ago very easily with just a couple of good breaks here and there. And that's what winning, you have to get the good breaks in order to win as well. He's proving himself. He's such a strong ball striker. He's getting recognition with it. And his putting is very good. People that say he's not putting very well, they, they really don't understand the situation. He's getting more and more comfortable in the situation. And as this golf course gets more and more difficult, that's going to play right into his strengths. And he's, he's getting so comfortable in these uh, bigger events. I just think it's a matter of time that he wins the tournament. And I think he's going to be in fine shape. And I think we have a lot to look forward to with Corey Connors over the not only the next three days, but the next few years as well.
0: Yeah, top 10 at the Masters the last two years. So that uh, bodes well. Hopefully he can do even better than that this time around. And I'll throw one more at you here for fun, Richard. Either as a player or as a spectator, or you can combine it however you like, what's your favorite hole at Augusta?
1: Oh, gosh. Uh, Favorite hole? It's got to be 13. 13 because it's so iconic. Everyone understands it. It's, It's such a pivotal hole. I remember the first time you know, playing the thirteenth hole in a practice round and, you know, like everyone else I've watched the Masters as long as I, I can remember and 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 they talk about how difficult that second you know, the T shot is, you gotta bend it, hook it around the corner and the dog leg and then that second shot on a side hill lie and you got Ray's Creek in front of the green to the right. And I remember standing in the middle of the fairway with a three iron in my hand. And I remember all them talking about how difficult this shot. And I'm standing and the ball is about three feet above my feet and I'm going you've got to be kidding this shot is so difficult I can't imagine hitting a three iron off this side hill lie to that target and trying to get it over Ray's Creek it was just like so much more difficult than I ever imagined and couldn't believe it but um, you know that's the way it is it's such a pivotal hole it's such a uh, it's a hole that really distinguishes the champions and um, that's my favorite hole at Augusta National. Right on. Richard, remind everybody what you're up to these days. Well, at Predator Ridge, everything is, we're getting ready for the season. Uh, the real estate is flying off the shelf just as fast as we put it up. Everyone understands that crazy real estate uh, situation that we're in in British Columbia and Alberta as well. And uh, But we get all the Albertans out to recreate, so come on out this season, say hello, and have a, a great time at Predator Ridge.
0: Richard, it's always a blast talking golf with you. Enjoy the Masters over the weekend. Let's do this again soon, man. Anytime, Reed, Looking forward to it. That is Richard Zokel checking in on the Masters on Augusta National, and uh, good insight into some of the shots that the players are going to be taking uh, facing here over the weekend. Okay, 6:45. Oilers and Kings, of course, coming up at 8:30. Very special guest next on Insights. <laughs> Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Smith will be the goaltender tonight for the Oilers as they take on the Kings face-off show we'll start after the seven o'clock news game at eight thirty. I want to let you know about a very special event that is coming up here on Saturday and I'm pleased to uh, welcome to inside sports the founder of ring it on for mental health Morgan Weisgerber is on the line Morgan you're on with Reed how are you doing
2: I'm good how are you
0: I'm doing very well. Thanks for checking in tonight. Morgan, I'm going to let you do most of the talking here. Tell us the inspiration behind Ring It On for Mental Health.
2: Yeah, so uh, the idea behind the tournament is to create um, a safe and inclusive environment where all of our participants, our volunteers, everyone involved can feel like they're part of a community. Uh, The event is being put on in memory of a teammate of mine who passed away this last summer. Her name was Erin, and... um, tournament is in her memory Uh, we're trying to celebrate her love for life her love for sport Um, I grew up playing ringette with Aaron so the idea behind it comes from my positive experience with sport and the connection that we shared during ringette
0: you know you talk a lot about losing Aaron and and your friendship with Aaron what have you personally learned about uh, mental health mental illness and and what you know we as humans should do about it if we're maybe feeling like we're having some challenges
2: um i think that i've learned that our society needs a lot of help um i've struggled with my own mental health in the past i've struggled significantly and sport was kind of an escape for me um obviously i've seen my family i've seen my friends experiment experience those detrimental impacts um we need to figure out a way to do better as a society we often see asking for help as weakness and we need to realize that it actually takes a lot of strength to do so Um, there's lots of great associations out there there's lots of support that you can get we are raising funds for the canadian mental health association which has lots of resources and um, programs that can help those who are struggling so i urge anybody who feels like they may need help or may struggle to reach out gain some knowledge um you can help your family your friends yourself it's an all-around program that i think everyone needs a little bit more knowledge surrounding
0: as you got it rolling with ring it on for mental health um i mean you you took on a lot of responsibility with this have you had though a lot of people step up and and support you maybe even more than you you thought might be out there
2: oh absolutely we've experienced had an overwhelmingly positive response Um, a few of my teammates that also played this and are helping me organize this Um, we've had so many volunteers so many donations we have a bunch of people coming out we have so many sponsors and I think that lots of the public will be out on Saturday as well to support that Um, I think that Many of us don't really know what to do or how to help, but I think this is something that we can come together and kind of help each other out with.
0: So uh, tell me a little bit about how the tournament will work, where it's being played, all those kinds of things.
2: Sure, yeah. So it's going to be this Saturday at the River Cree Twin Rinks in Enoch. Uh, It's just over on the west side. Uh, It's a day long. We have 13 teams. We have an open division, so like a, a women's league. We have some U16, so 15, 14-year-olds playing as well. Uh, They have a bunch of round-robin games, and then we're going to play a final around 6 o'clock, so that's going to be good. Um, We have, like, raffles, stuff going on during the day for anybody who wants to come and be a part of that. And, yeah, like I said, the finals are at 6. Um, We're going to do a little bit of a talk about Aaron around then, and I think that it's going to be an all-around good day.
0: And uh, how, how can people help or find out more if, if they can't make it down? Is there a website or, or anything you, you encourage them to, to check out if they're, if they're not able to attend?
2: Yeah, for sure. So we have a website set up. It's called ringitonformentalhealth.com. We are taking donations for the Canadian Mental Health Association. Uh, You can read more about Aaron's story. You can read more about the tournament in general. And there's also some links on there to some programs that the CMHA have set up. So if you're struggling or looking for help, there's also some information on there.
0: Well, Morgan, good for you for doing this. Uh, an, an incredible way to honor your friend and, and hopefully uh, help other people in the process. Uh, I'll just kind of leave it open to you here at the end. Is—is is, Did I miss anything or is there anything that you think it's important for uh, people to hear tonight?
2: Um, I think we've covered most of it. I just want to say that um, I hope that this tournament is a step in the direction of having a society where we don't see weakness and we come together and realize that mental health is real mental illness is real and it's all around us and it affects so many people we are not alone and we need to come together and help each other
0: Well Good for you for doing this. This, this is an incredible uh, what you're doing. I know you've put so much work into it. I know we got to talk uh, off air, uh, you know, to prepare for this interview, and I could just tell um, how important Aaron was to you and how passionate you are about this. So thank you so much. Give me, give me that website one more time so everybody hears it. Ring it on for mentalhealth.com. Ring it on for mentalhealth.com. And also if people want to help, I assume they can just also check out the uh, Canadian Mental Health Association too.
2: Yes, exactly. Okay. Erin, I,
0: I, I hope it's a, a wonderful event this weekend. Again, good for you. I really appreciate you taking the time tonight.
2: Thank you so much for having
0: me. Or par- uh, Pardon me, Morgan. Mor- Morgan yeah. taking it tonight. Yes, pardon me. Uh, Morgan Weisgerber, founder of uh, Ring It On for Mental Health. So there we have it. Uh, good for her for doing that. That's really important. I think she said it very well and got her message out there. Uh, so that is Saturday at the uh, River Cree twin arenas ring it on for mental health dot com okay gonna just uh, quickly update the NHL scoreboard before we go to the news and weather and then we'll bring stuff in we got the Leafs up 1-0 on the Stars. Nylander has his 28th. That's about 8 minutes into the game. No score early between the Kraken and Chicago. Buffalo up 3-1 on the Canes late in the second period. Early in the third, Philly leading Columbus 3-1. The Rangers with a 2-0 lead on the Penguins. That's in the third. Early third, Montreal leading the Devils 4-2 and after two, Predators and Senators are tied 1-1. The Oilers going for their sixth consecutive victory. Is it a playoff preview? Certainly looking that way. Oilers at Kings at 8.30. Stoffers up next as we go into the City Four Face-Off show. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.